I think with today's technology, it's just uh, you know about as easy to invest anywhere in the U.S. as it is in your own backyard. Hello and welcome to Pillars of Wealth Creation, where we talk about creating financial success with a special focus on business and real estate. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. Now, let's get to it. Hello and welcome back to Pillars of Wealth Creation. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. With me, as always, we got Matt Jones on these Wednesdays. Matt, how are you doing? I'm having a great day. How about you, Todd? Oh, doing well, man. Doing well. It's a beautiful fall day. The leaves are these are falling. You know, it's funny, Matt, I, uh, my son is trying out for, uh, for his hockey right now. And, and so trying out to make the, one of the traveling teams. And I was just like thinking about, it, I was, I was, you, you go to these trials, you drop your kid off. You can't, you can't look in the arena because parents get crazy if their kid doesn't make the team and they go like bananas after everybody that's doing the evaluations, like my kid should have made the A team blah, 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 and get all mad at them. So they said, forget it. No parents are allowed in there. We're going to block the windows off. You can't even peek. You can't go into the locker rooms. You can't do anything. And uh, so anyway, so I go for uh, go for a run, get back. And I'm like, as I'm going for my run, I'm like, man, I'm more nervous than my kid is about this. And it's funny because I know exactly pr- probably what team he's going to make. It's pretty much a given. I mean, I know how good he is. I've coached most of these kids. So I kind of know where everybody lands. And, and so there's really no surprises what exact team he's going to make. But it's just funny. Like, I'm like, ah, oh, I'm so interested. I'm like, I want to see this. I want to know. Anyways. Uh, sidetrack, total sidetrack, because that's not what we're talking about. But just, uh, just what's going on in my life right now. It's, it's, it's. Uh, I, I just was laughing at myself. I'm like, I don't know why I'm even thinking about this. Because again, I know exactly what team he's already going to make. Yeah. Well, very fun. I mean, all parents want the best for their kids, of course. Uh, so yeah, I can... yeah. It's it's fun going through it. So it'll, it's a good time. Um. So, anyways, what are we actually going to talk about today, Matt? How does technology affect real estate investing? How does technology affect real estate investing? And that's uh, that's an interesting question because I think real estate in general is uh, is kind of behind the curve, so to speak, with technology. Uh, and, and technology isn't really necessary in real estate if you don't want it. It's becoming probably more and more difficult to have it not be necessary because residents expect certain amount of technology. But if you're an old school, you know, I, I guarantee, I know cause we've taken over properties that things are just done like they were done 40, 30, 40 years ago. Uh, maybe with a little bit of tech implementation, but very little. However, you can implement a lot of technology into your properties and how to acquire properties and so on. So I think uh, starting off just, you know, you don't have to if you don't want to, but if you want to be efficient, you want to be effective and you probably want to profit the most, I think implementing technology and, and working with technology is going to be the best bet. Uh, Certainly. I mean, it's a business that's been around for quite a long time and has done just fine without technology these past hundreds of years. Uh, And even today, I agree, you can do it without, but it's just, um, 
things move faster now with the technology and you you almost have to have uh, some kind of technology incorporated into your real estate investing to really keep up uh, you know unless you just have like one single family house and and you yeah. have a good resident in there and and uh, you know you nothing to worry about yeah 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 you maybe have your computer and you you have uh, you know you keep track of their payments and other payments. Right. So that's, that's the simplest form. And like, I look back at my journey and that's how we started, you know, when, when we had a couple of, of houses and we collected rent, just the old fashioned way, mail the rent in, um, to our office. And then we would collect the, the checks and, you know, I would enter that into the computer system, but that's about it. Like that was the technology is that we would enter their rent that they paid into an Excel spreadsheet that they paid that month. And then we would track all the tenants like that. And then we would, you know, go to the bank and deposit. I remember driving to the bank with a bunch of checks and depositing the money. And um, that was really the technology. It was more on the bookkeeping side. It wasn't uh, resident facing. They didn't have anywhere to go to, to, check on the status of anything, you know, theirs, or, you know, if they wanted to make a repair request, they had to call me or send an, send an email. So I guess that was the next technology is email, right? So those, that's how I started out and have evolved, uh, quite frankly, a lot since then. Uh, and I'm probably fairly slow to implement new technology. So I may be the wrong guy to be ask, asking some of these questions for, but we definitely talk about a little bit about you know, my journey, where we've gone and where we're going. Yeah. And I think it all depends on like how complex of an operation you have, like the more complex, the more technology uh, you want to make it, things go run smoother. Uh, it doesn't necessarily mean you need a, like a monday.com sort of workflow process involved, uh, but uh, uh, it could just be Excel spreadsheets or, or Google spreadsheets. Yeah, for sure. So, so to give you an idea, of kind of what we're using now. I mean, we've got we've got a lot of technology implementation. Uh, so, for my for my smaller properties, what we implemented was it was uh, what was it called? It's it's now apartments.com, but it was called something different. Rent, I can't remember what it was called. Um, but the the residents then were able to <clears throat> pay online. They had a they had their own little portal. They could make repair requests online. They could pay online, you know, ACH. They could pay uh, via credit card if they wanted to. And all of our um, all of our background checks too became online. I used to do paper background checks, you know, and then I would go through, I guess, the technology there is I'd go through a specific company um, to run them on the computer. But now, now well, not now because I'm not doing it anymore, but it evolved to then they would fill out everything online. I wouldn't handle any paper. They'd fill it out online. Boom, that's done. Then when the lease came or the, when we accepted them, so that was still verbal. It still is, you know, hey, we, we're going to accept you. Um, they get a, a phone call and an email. And then they get to log into this portal where then they can sign the lease. They get to review and sign the lease and then set their account up. So it's a lot just more convenient, a lot less hands-on for me to be able to do that. And I, I think one of the biggest benefits to some of this technology is just the tracking systems that you're able to keep. Now, I don't have to have paper copies of everything everywhere all the time. And 
going, oh crap, I forgot to record this. No, it's automatically recorded into our system and we're set. That's a good point. You know, when I worked in the corporate world, I really liked uh, being able to pull data and see the trends and, and you know, make predictions of the future based on uh, the past. And it's a lot easier when you have that electronic data than when it's on paper. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's uh man, it's amazing. So yeah, now um, we, we use all kinds of different things. So, I mean, like, look for, for property management, we, we hire third property, third party property management out, but they're using systems like Resmin at Folio. Uh, there's other ones, Buildium and um, I don't know, I'm, I'm missing a bunch. Yardy. Yeah. Yardy. There's... Yeah. There's, there's all kinds of them. And these are good management tools and, you know, there's a lot of technology within them that allows property management companies to do a lot of things. And so, you know, we can, we can track a lot of data. We can track how many showings we had, um, how many, how many people clicked, you know, and, and looked at our properties. We can, so we can see, we can see the data real time. Like how many people are actually interested or potentially interested? How many people then are, are calling the office? You know, how many people are actually setting up and showing up for a showing and how many people are being converted. So now we can see our traffic flow of what's going on. That's really, really valuable to be able to track that type of information. Uh, we can see very detailed, very quickly, easily. We can sort it really quickly when our leases are coming due, what the lease, when, you know, the lease expirations, uh, if they're going month to month, whatever it is, we can track, you know, new leases and what kind of rent bumps we're getting uh, throughout the board. And, and you can easily see that when you offer a specific rent bump, you know, hey, the residents are rejecting that size of a rent bump, but they're accepting this size of a rent bump. Um, we can track what units have been renovated at what and at what level, you know, sometimes we might do a, uh, a top tier finish, like a, a platinum level, call it. And then we might do a middle tier finish, a, a silver level, and maybe we're even just doing a unit turn level. So that's our classic or something like that. And we can see then how the rents coordinate with each other and, and make decisions, better decisions based on, okay, look, this platinum level is getting a hundred dollar premium over the silver. And then the classic is, you know, a hundred dollars behind the silver and we can go, okay, well, how much money can we put in for our ROI to work? Does it make sense to do platinum? Or maybe it doesn't because we're only getting a $25 bump over the silver level. So we go, well, let's stop doing platinum and let's start to keep doing the silver. So there's a lot of different things that this, these, um, you know, property management um, software tools can really help us track and understand. And of course, you know, delinquency, occupancy, um, you know, uh, loss to lease, all that kind of stuff is, is definitely easily tracked and expenses too. Yeah. And, you know, uh, sometimes I talk to people who are scared to invest uh, across the country. They're only willing to invest locally. But I think with today's technology, it's just, uh, you know, about as easy to invest anywhere in the U.S. as it is in your own backyard. Yeah, it's, I mean, as easy as it's ever been, right? Yeah. And it'll probably continue to get easier. Um, you know, we, we you, you mentioned monday.com. We use Airtable, very similar. Um, we also use, a, we're, we use the Google Suite as well. So we're, you know, a lot of data is tracked in our Google Drives, um, different spreadsheets that are organized. And, and, you know, we've got 
We've got uh, our dashboard for our, constru our construction dashboard that tracks. And, you know, it's amazing at some of the technology that you can implement and how quickly you can sort through, you know, we've got uh, my business partner set up a severity um, tracker, right? Within that construction dashboard, and the severity meaning when is the unit becoming available? So if it's 30 days or less, it's got a severity of four. If it's, you know, it's, uh, 30 to 60 days, it's got a severity of three. If it's more than 60 days, severity of, of, uh, or it's, I guess, 60 to 90, I think it is severity of two. And then if it's, you know, beyond that, it's severity of one. And, and then I think there's another, uh, there's, there's nine and nine means it's a month to month lease. And so, you know, you can try, you can easily just try and we go, Oh, I just want to see what severity four. I want to see what severity three is, you know, and we can see how many units are coming and when, and what do we need to do? How do we need to prep for it? And that's really important for our contractors to when we, when our contractors have the work and they go, well, what's coming up? We go, Oh, here, let me check. Boom. Boom. That's what's coming up. And they have access to it. So they can do it themselves. They can see, Oh, I can see October 31st. You know, I've got 14 units that are coming available to me. You know, I got to get these units done before October 31st because I got 14 more units coming at that date. And we can make sure that materials are ordered. We can make sure everybody's lined up to start the job right away. And that way we're not waiting around. We're going, oh, crap, 14 units are coming up today. Uh, oh, we got to order. You know, we already know when we order materials. We already know when the con contractor and, and the property manager go into the building or into the unit look through. We already know when we create a full scope. We already know all those because of the dashboard tracker um, that we have. And that's again, right in, right in the Google suite. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I mean, and I'd say also, regardless of how much technology you use, you know, it makes it easier to oversee the properties, but nothing's going to replace actual, you know, physical boots on the ground. People that either yourself going to the property or you somebody you trust being physically at the property to make sure things are going according to plan. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, technology is just a, just a tool to help. It's really just a tool to help track and help um, make processes uh, repeatable and, and a little bit easier. Right. But the actions still have to take place. Right? Just because I have a process in there that tells me when the units are becoming available, if nobody's paying attention to it, it doesn't do us any good. So people still have to be willing to look at things and implement it. And, you know, so your systems and processes are only good as good as the, the implementation of them. Um, but, you know, we're more and more, we're looking at how do we become more efficient? How do we become more systematized? You know, we're just looking at ways as, as we look at our company and go, okay, right now, right now we've got, um, you know, five in, or sorry, four employees. Uh, and so we look at that and go, okay, so when we go to 10 employees, what does that look like? We want to make sure that the jobs, the tasks that people are doing are being tracked properly, are being recorded properly, that the systems are getting created. So that way, when we have to add somebody new in to our company, it's easy for them to already take over. We've already basically got a manual sitting in front of them. Um, so, but yeah, implementation, back to your original point, implementation is, is 
I mean, th there's no point of using technology if you're not going to implement. It's also possible to have too many systems and processes, you know, like if you're making your new employees, you know, you learn like 50 different systems. I mean, that's just too much. Like, uh, uh, so if you're like always oh, the shiny new uh, program or, or software out there, you want to add that to the mix, uh, you know, it, it gets to be too much. It does. And that's, that's something that I hate about technology. And, and this isn't just a technology thing. And this is, this is like you said, it's, it's using different, so many different tools, but it's so easy, I think, with technology to try to use so many different tools, because there's a lot of great tools out there. But some tools have more capabilities than others. And so I want to try to use a tool that has the most amount of capabilities. So I'll give you a perfect example. My um, investor portal. So, okay. So yeah, back to technology, right? When I started, first started investing in do, doing syndications, it was all Excel spreadsheets, right? So I was tracking my investors by Excel spreadsheets. I'm sending them emails on monthly updates. Here's a great example, Matt, of, of the, the failure of... Um, not using great technology is I was using email and I was BCCing all my investors. And so every single month I would copy and I would, I would copy and paste and somehow uh, or forward whatever emails. And somehow throughout this process, a handful of my investors got deleted from the BCC and I didn't notice it for many months until one investor was like, Hey, I haven't seen a, a an update from you in quite some time. What's going on? I'm like, what are you talking about? I sent them every single month. Check your junk mail. I was like, no, it's there's it's just nowhere. So I went back and looked. I'm like, oh crap. Like five people got deleted and I've been sending out monthly updates for like four months in a row with the BCC and not seeing that those people got deleted. You know, you got a huge list and you're looking trying to look through that list. It was a list of, you know, whatever it was, like 35, 40 people. I just didn't notice that whatever it was, four, five, six investors got deleted. With my new system, that can't, that just can't happen. That doesn't happen. They're automatically in there. I don't send via my email. It sends an email, but it, but it also is recorded in the portal. So they can go to the portal anytime and all the updates are right in there. But the portal will send directly to them as long as they set their email address up, right? We just had an instance where somebody uh, typed in their email address and they, they missed a letter. Um, and so it wasn't, they weren't getting an email. Um, <clears throat> so that's, you know, I don't know, you can't call it really a technology fail. That's just a, just somebody just accidentally missed a letter. Um, but, but regardless, so the, the system that I use, uh, the negatives of it and, and why we're, we're looking at other systems is because there's a certain things that it's not capable of doing. And I don't want to have another, and that's what we do right now. We have two things. So we send out all of our um, kind of monthly updates newsletter updates, I guess, to all of our investors and prospective investors, we send that through MailChimp, right? Um, our portal, we send all our investor and actual investor updates on property specific through our portal. So we've got these two systems that don't talk to each other, right? And it that just doesn't make sense. I've got two systems that don't coordinate well with each other. I'd like one that coordinates with itself. So I can utilize 
I want a good CRM system that also can double as my investor portal that can also double as my, you know, my monthly newsletter um, system as well. And so sometimes we got to look at what we have and okay, what are the, what are the issues with it? And is there something out there that can help us, you know, simplify? Cause I don't want 20 different things, man. I can't keep track of that. You know, you know, I get irritated with that stuff. I mean, I've, I've expressed it before with other things that we've done with our conference. It's like, I can't keep track of all this crap. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, whatever technology you're using, it should make your work easier. Um, Unless like it, it's adding like more value than the, the what the trouble it's causing you is. Yeah, and and if you like, for me, it's like, man, I can't. I why? So my business partners uh, in the I don't know that you know the, they wanted to start using I think it was WhatsApp, and so we so I'm like, fine, I'll put WhatsApp on my phone. Let's just a text messaging deal. I'm like, why don't you? Why, let's just text message each other. What? Why do I need to have WhatsApp? And we used it for a little while. I'm like, this is stupid because I got one more thing I got to track. And outside of business, and so I, I don't know. We've kind of just stopped using. It. Nobody said we're stopping. It's just, it's just text messages are what we're using, um, or email. Um, I, you know, it's, it, this is outside of business, but for for one of my son's sports, you know, they're using uh, Sports Engine, which also has a communication tool in it, like basically a text tool in it. But they they said, well, we don't like that text tool. So we're also going to use, I can't remember something else. And I'm like, so I got to track what's going on through two different apps. I got to be going back and forth through these two different apps all the time going, Oh, what's happening here? Oh, what's happening here? What's happening here? Uh, you know, it's like, why, why are we confusing ourselves? Why are we making it that much more difficult um, you know, just, just, to, just for the fun of it, I, I don't get it. So sometimes you get group me. That was the, I was trying to look it up. Group me was the other one. Um, so yeah, technology can be a great tool, but it can also be, man, it can also be a pain. Yeah. I mean, if it feels like a chore, then you're doing it wrong. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. If it feels like a chore, you're doing it wrong. It needs to, it needs to simplify it. And, and if it's not simplifying things you need to take this, you need to just either stop or take a look and go, okay, what, what can we do different? What, what is out there that we can implement better? Um, because sometimes quite frankly, Matt, like I use my calendar on my phone and my computer a lot. It tracks on, and it's great. And I love it. And I, I mean, I, my calendar used to be 100% paper and pencil, and now I rely on the calendar of my phone, but Matt, I also still rely on the paper and pencil pencil calendar for myself because it's tangible. It's right there. I can look at it, Matt. I know exactly what I'm doing and I don't have to always be checking my device. So sometimes paper and pencil can be easier than the technology. Don't always have to utilize the technology or maybe use it with some, with a simple paper and pencil. Yeah. Whatever, you know, system that you're using, as long as it makes sense and works for you, that's what you should use regardless of the level of technological advancement it has. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, man, there's, there's so many things out there. 
to, to use. And I think there's a lot of great tracking and, and uh, anybody looking to raise money. I mean, I think you have to get an investor portal. You don't necessarily need it for your first deal, but you know, one or two deals in, you should be getting a, some sort of investor type portal. Um, and there's simple systems and there's, there's more complex systems. Here's what I would say about the simple system that might be a little cheaper is that if you intend to grow and you tend to grow quickly, understand that changing systems, especially the more people that are involved is difficult. So if I've got an investor or investors, you know, hundreds, and I decide to change systems, that is a big pain right? Now they have to learn a new system. Now they have to create a new account with a different portal. And that becomes a big challenge. And I'm, you know, looking at that right now going, man, I got, I'm going to have to navigate 296 investors or whatever it is through this new portal. If we decide to go with a new portal um, and we haven't decided yet, we're just, we're just kind of looking and seeing what's out there, but you have to look at the technology you're going with. And it's just so much, e so easy, Matt, uh, to say, well, this is free or this is cheap. I'm going to use it and I'll just grow into something else eventually. And I, there, at some time, at some points that that is ab absolutely hundred percent true and you should do that. But at other times it's like, man, this is so much more work to try to go from one system to the next that I should have just started in the right spot. And so think about how your company is growing and how you want to grow. And then think about the technology that you're thinking about implementing. And is it the right tool for you now, but also for in the future and how, how difficult is it to change in the future if you need to? Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, uh, I agree. I've, I've switched systems before and it's just a hassle to get to know, but then also to have a whole bunch of other people that you're working with uh, try to get to know as well. Then you're like, Oh man, I just caused so much pain for these people unnecessarily. Yep. Yep. It, it's so, yeah, it's just, um, you know, it, again, it's easy to go, Hey, this is free or this is cheap. I'm going to use this, but sometimes that's not the right answer. Yeah. All right, man. Do you want to, is there anything else you want to cover? Uh, no, not okay. today. I mean, I, I think that look again, real estate, has a lot of room for technological advances. And I think we're going to continue to see it. I mean, I, you look at the title work and you look at the attorneys and, and all the stuff that they're doing and, you know, valuable. Uh, but I think technology will continue to streamline a lot of that stuff and not saying we're going to ever be able to get rid of attorneys or title companies. But I think a lot of, uh, a lot of that is, is just old and we're not using solid technology and, um, even accounting still, uh, we're, we, we can get better. Um, K, I think about the K-1s we send to our investors, that should be a really easy process within the portal. And it's not. Um, and so there's so many different things that we can implement with technology that I think will really help streamline things uh, and make it way easier for you as an investor, make it way easier for your residents uh, and make it way easier to buy properties, to sell properties and so on. So if I get, that's, that's a big thing I look at too, is how much, like how, what's my user experience? So my, my main users are my investors and my residents. Like what's their, what's the user experience for them? And is this easy? Is this the Cadillac or is this the, the, you know, the car that's on cinder blocks? <laughs> 
Yeah, and I'm excited to see where technology will come in the future. Uh, I imagine like uh, the real estate um, uh, or the real estate agent's job will either you know either some of it or all of it will become obsolete because of technology in the near future. Yeah, hard to hard to see it becoming completely obsolete, but who knows? Who knows? But I think that definitely technology will help continue to improve the efficiency of a realtor and. My guess is if we look into the future, 10, 15, 20, maybe longer, but uh, there'll be a lot less realtors out there. And the ones that are out there are going to be really good at what they do. Uh, They're probably not going to get paid as much per transaction, but they'll get paid as much or more than they do now because they'll they'll have volume uh, and they can do that volume based on the technology that's available today or at that time. I mean, yep. So, well, cool, man. Uh, Hey, you have a fantastic rest of the day. Make every day Saturday. Thanks. You too. Hey, thanks so much for listening. I appreciate you being a loyal listener. Say, I would love to have you go on to our Facebook page and subscribe. Uh, Give us a thumbs up. Go on to iTunes or wherever you listen and give us a rating and review. Don't forget to subscribe. Your rating review just helps us push this out to more and more people and continue to grow our audience and hopefully positively affect a ton of people out there that really need this and and want this. So uh, the other thing I've got for you is a free ebook on my website. So go on to VentureDProperties.com, VentureDProperties.com and download our free ebook on real estate and on syndication. And I've got some data points in there, some really good stuff for you. So I'd love to have you take a look at that. It's free. I'm not expecting anything from it. Uh, And also look, if you want some help in multifamily, want some help learning, growing, getting your business off the ground, I would love to talk to you about what it would look like uh, to work with me potentially and see if that's a good fit. So you can go to coachwithdex.com and check that out and uh, we can definitely have a, a call. Thanks a lot for listening. You make it a fantastic rest of the day. I'll catch you on the next episode.